throwback. Yeah, so of a baseball movie. So Get guys, it. how cold is it right now? I mean, we decided to go with um, our good friend from Australia from the other episode down to his continent, and it's reverse. So right now it's super cold. So now and it's we great. should have like a ton of Australian fans. Yeah, right? Rob Lim. Lim. Uh, we went down with him, and so his winter is just a bunch of rain, and it's like 60 degrees, mm-hmm. so that's nice. And it's happening now. And so. It's happening right now. So I'm sorry to everybody who's Merry super Christmas. hot and in Kentucky. Uh, we have moved everything down there for this one episode, which is fun. Just so it can be nice and cool. Yep. But all of us, unfortunately, did get stung by the funnel web spider and then got bitten <laughs> by sharks. <laughs> that's okay, because yep. I found the antidote, which is funnel cake. That's, that's the way it goes sometimes. And then we played uh, our own version of uh, soccer called Aussie Rules. Aussie Rules. And we were the Richmond Tigers. So yeah, we that's won. right. <laughs> we have this uh, certain thing called Aussie Rules. That's right. <laughs> and we're the Richmond Tigers. I, can't, I can do his voice. So, okay, now I guess. I've been What's practicing. funny is we, we do that same voice like while talking to him all yeah. the time. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wanted to fit in. Okay, so enough with the uh, lies, because that's not what this podcast is about. We're here in Kentucky again. It's super duper hot, uh, but we're having a great time. Um, the uh, the effects of the heat are we're not really going outside, but guess what? We weren't doing that anyway. Well, there's a... Pretty much. There's, <laughs> pretty much. There's some Sahara dust that's out there that's yep. really like ruining everything. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but I've also read that that tends to happen most years. Does it happen like all the time? Yeah. It's, it's but like, for some reason in 2020, everything is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Out yeah. the door. So, yeah. I remember uh, doing a big study in um, American history about like how the invention of like central air and like air conditioning mm-hmm. like uh, allowed people to uh, really live like, in Florida, <laughs> like overpopulate places <laughs> yeah, like Florida, yeah. California, yeah. Yeah, certain parts of California and Texas and stuff. And uh, it was just like. I would never live in Florida without air Oh my gosh, think about it. Yeah. Yeah, living in like a villa or something like just yeah. like a stone house. It's yeah, like, you couldn't do it. <laughs> open the windows like, is that better? It might be worse. It might be hot air blowing in. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're happy. But uh, again, we're inside. So, you know, just a lot of AC mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, electric bills going up. It's about Part it. for the course. Yeah. You guys cool. ready to go? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. All right, let's leave. Bye, everybody. This has been the House Plans Podcast. (laughs) This is a nice cold open that will not lead into an episode. (laughs) Save this for the Patreon. I'm just kidding. All right, let's go. Cool. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And welcome Welcome to the House Plans Podcast. We are here to talk about music, Music, media, media, and the mission of Jesus. What we're talking about music today, and media have kind of like gone by the wayside lately. What we're talking a about a little bit lately. Lately is uh, we're we're trying to get that clout. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get those big numbers on the internet. Yeah, because that's we're what we're getting this into those deep about. theological studies that everybody wants to know about. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's going to just be like clickbaiting us. Like, what you're talking about spiritual beings? Man, that is so hot right now. Everybody is tweeting that and trending on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. What's really going on is we we are just we are so excited to just delve into this uh, scripture that. Uh, until recently, until we started really uh, digging deep and studying this kind of stuff was uh, maybe uh, some new territory for us. But it's been a lot of fun to do some research, uh, to go back to the scripture. And uh, yeah, so we're continuing on that uh, series. Been learning an awful lot and uh, definitely want you guys to 
look up some of the things that we are talking about because yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really interesting and there's multiple ways you can kind of mm-hmm. oh, uh, interpret oh, yeah. some of the stuff we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We and, landed on but, what we think probably makes the most sense. Yeah. The big yeah. thing that we're trying to do, though, as much as possible, is solo scriptura. So trying to keep scripture alone, you know, trying to weed out a lot of the uh, cultural myths that might come along with these topics, which creates a lot of... Uh, which really creates us some challenging ideas. But before we even get into any of that, we're going to worship. Yeah, buddy. That's right. We are going to worship the heck cool. out of this place today. We're going to try our best to be a conduit for the Lord so we can sing to him and, That's right. and, and glorify him. Zach, what is what the heck is this song? We are in a bluegrass mood around the Houseplants podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are. This episode and another Love me some banjo. We're working on. So uh, pull the banjo out. Um and I thought we're talking about heaven and angels and bluegrass pretty much is exclusively about heaven and angels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Like they sang about it a lot. And I so, mean, we can make up a bluegrass song right now and just put angel, heaven, Satan, uh, sons of God. We'll just do all the yeah. episodes. We'll just put them in a one big bluegrass. Right. Song. A bunch of spiritual beings all on those bluegrass songs. Ooh, should we write one? Like we just could. one about spiritual beings. We should write one. We should do like Sons of God or one of the ones that bluegrass songs don't usually talk talk about. Because there is that one song that's like Satan is real. Um, Please let us do a, a bluegrass <laughs> type song where we have four verses yeah. and each verse describes one of Maybe the spiritual beings. If you guys beings. have any ideas like, on that, tell you what, if, of God. if one of our <laughs> listeners sends us some lyrics, doesn't matter if they're good or not, we will make a song out of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just send us lyrics. All right. We'll put it to music. That's right, the challenge I'm issuing now. But today we're doing one that's uh, by the Stanley Brothers, a, a uh, absolutely classic bluegrass yeah. waltz. So this is an angel band, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really they loved to sing about the hope of heaven, those bluegrass artists. So um, because that was the culture back then, they wanted something to hope in, and uh what better to just celebrate like the joy of the idea of being with God. And, you know, to them, you know, they symbolize that by being carried away on angel wings. And so we're just kind of paying homage to that, um, that hope. So there you go. One, two, three, one, two.
Father, we just thank you so much for um, the chance to talk about things that have to do with you, things that are mysterious, um, and things that you talk about in your word. Um, We just approach your word humbly today. Um, We just want to examine what you've said to us, and um, we ask that your Holy Spirit will just help us interpret and talk about those things, Lord, and that this conversation would just lift you up and be honoring to you, um, and that... um, just give our listeners uh, new hope and uh, just new refreshment in you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I just want to say you guys are awesome. Thank you for all the work you do. <laughs> Sorry that I uh, goof up sometimes on here, but yeah. we're, we're it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, just... I, I think mm-hmm. sometimes in church, me and Zach, maybe more, a lot more me, have made like goof up some mistakes and stuff during services and things like that. But I really do feel like here, um, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> like in the past, I'd beat myself up so much. Be like, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> we can have the world's most okayest theological podcast. And that's just good. <laughs> hey, Hey, some people call it uh, unprofessional. You know what I call it? Genuine. <laughs> that's how I spin it. I call it genuine. <laughs> oh, so. trust me, we're going to edit the heck out of that whole music thing. I mean, it's going to be seamless. Nobody's going to even know that there was a goof up. All right, so um, yeah, guys, are we uh, are we delving right back into it? I mean, this is we sure are week three, three, week yeah. three of question marks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we thought maybe there might be three or four of these episodes, yes. but it looks like we got a lot more to talk about. I, I, th- I think we do. There's we really do. no end in sight. We keep coming up with more. <laughs> So my, I guess my question going forward is, do we just do these in a line or do we like kind of break it up with some other stuff? Yeah, we, we, we might, we might consider that. We might, might break it up. It's funny because we um, could always do something else and come back. We're to building it. on the, I tell we're, you what, if you, if you guys want us just to continue just to hammer these things out and we uh, let us know, or if you want us to kind of move yes, on to Steven. something else, <laughs> if, you guys wanna, if you guys want us to become the spiritual beings podcast and so put, <laughs> change our intro to like a theremin, like freaky <laughs> intro. <laughs> So, but, so but if you guys want us to kind of move on and talk about something else for a little while, let us know that too. Yeah, please. Um, any uh, any comments are great. But yeah, let's just dive right in, guys. Um, yeah, buddy. We're talking about, this will be the uh, third uh, week in the, our series. Um, I don't mm-hmm. like to use the word series because so many people do and I'm very anti-mainstream. Uh, which makes me cooler than the rest of them, but we are doing <laughs> just above things. That we're doing a collected common. set of episodes that all correspond. And you can buy the whole relate. box set for nineteen ninety five. <laughs> and if you act now, we will give you the sponge for free. Seriously though, if you want this on cassette tape, hit us <laughs> oh, up. I'm man. Sure we can. <laughs> oh man, that would be. <laughs> I I can't imagine the the listener. Like, I can't even fathom that listener. Well, to a know- guy with like a bow tie and like sunglasses and like uh, the Houseplants podcast, like t shirt on. Listen, and the deal is in. the Houseplants just sounds so much better on vinyl. And he comes and he says, <laughs> uh, Is the offer for the cassette tape still on the table? Because if so, uh, mark me down for seven. Of You'd each have, episode. You would have to listen to and download the podcast to know that that's even a thing. So. So. Okay, so yeah, we're talking so. about angels. Uh, and more specifically, we're going to differentiate between kind of like what we've already discussed, really, because in our first episode, when we talked about um, sons of God or the host or the council, however you want to refer to them, mm-hmm. that, that that terminology, that, that uh, language appears very much... Uh, 
throughout the scriptures we detailed, and then there are hints of more. And it's funny because uh, where you are going to hear some overlap leading out of out of the first and second episode is that we are still dealing with the same divine nature. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see that as we go through, because in the scriptures, you know, we're, we're quantifying these things based on uh, translation, but uh, the way the Hebrew and the Greeks refer to these beings uh, has correlation. So you'll be able to, sure. and we won't have a definitive answer. And Bob's went over this time and time again over the last two episodes about yeah. how we're not experts. And this is just a discussion. Yeah. We're conversation starters. So don't let us be the final word on the matter. If you disagree with us, let us know. But I will just say this. If you're, if, if you're familiar with the word angel, I, I assume that you are. Um, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to make an assumption guys. Yeah. I know that's a jerky thing to do. Uh, but do you know really what an angel is and do we even know, uh, that'll be a question we'll answer. Um, well, what are you talking about? Of course, they're <laughs> the, 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 spiritual beings with, with the wings on them that people uh, that play harps and we get to become them when we white die. clothes for sure. They're white associated clothes. with Christmas, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so, cause every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wing. That's right. So, um, before we even talk about the word angel and kind of break that down, let's just talk about our favorite angel movies. So I'm going to start with angels sure. in the outfield. Cause that has uh, great. It's a good one. Cause um, I'm a big fan of Joseph Gordon. Love it. Uh, I've enjoyed m- most of the movies in his uh, 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 repertoire. Yeah. But what, uh, what about angels in the end zone? <laughs> is that a movie? Is that a movie? I thought that was like one of the sequels. Oh my gosh. If that if is, is, I swear sequel, I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm going to find that. Um, so if there's no way it has Christopher Lloyd. Oh it. my gosh. That'd be great. Be like a directed video <laughs> cassette. Christopher Lloyd um, has been a real champ in these titles over the years. Um, he, he's, yeah. he's a, he's a, both a charming guy, but he's also yeah. creepy. So he's able to be uncle Fester and Dr. Brown. Yeah. Uh, Emmett Brown. So, I, I haven't seen Angels in the Outfield in a really long yeah, time. Angels, I wonder. I'm wanting to find out if it holds up. I thought it was me. Angels in the Infield, but I could be wrong. Right, there is Angels in the Infield. There's also Angels in the End Zone, which <laughs> oh. which in fact was a Disney film. Uh, Disney presents. Oh my God. You think it's on Disney Plus? Um, oh. and, and I think that does in fact have Christopher Lloyd in it. Oh my gosh. No way, what really? a trooper. How did they get him to come back? <laughs> Cause he loves that film, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, so, so one of the things that's yeah, funny that's about that one, is though. they have, they, they yeah. appear. So they have all of the, the check marks, right? So they are only seen by the kids, but they can do pretty much anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, including holding on to the ball, like, you know, and it's, they're invisible. So the ball looks like it's flipping around or they can pick up, uh, Matthew McConaughey and yeah. uh, help him to catch the ball. They can also um, make the uh, uh, opposing team's pitcher throw bad and all of that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, and uh, they don't make any real connection to God. I think they do maybe once or twice, uh, but, but their, their goal in the movie is to help the kids kind of uh, reconnect with first reconnect with his dad and also his friend JP. I'm pretty sure is his name. Which, who's probably my favorite character, <laughs> the kid. He's like, look, it's God's thumbnail. Oh yeah, there is right. some Christian that's stuff right. in it. Yeah. I just, I just mean, of the ones that have depicted angels, yeah. that one probably connects to yeah. God more than some. <laughs> yeah, but it's still just like, oh, they're just uh, helping people. Do you guys remember Touched by an Angel? I do. Oh yes, Touched by an Angel. So we used to watch that some when I was a kid, and I just remember every episode had um, that Irish lady, Roma Downey. Um, she was like the main character, I guess. And she like would come up to you and reveal that she was an angel. And so they <laughs> mm-hmm. would do this like spotlight on her head sort yep. of thing. And she would say, I am an angel child. 
She oh. is married to Mark Burnett, the guy who produced Survivor and a lot of other like, <laughs> like a lot of other like network. I didn't know shows. that. <laughs> and together they produced um, that series, The Bible, that was on TV a few years back. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was wow, interesting. That's cool. She married like a huge like Hollywood producer, and now they're both Christians. Because yeah, I don't know. She might have been before, but. So, um, so yeah, like, uh, I'm an angel sent we, from God. <laughs> we, we see a lot of, um, depictions of angels for sure, mm-hmm. uh, that are maybe just the, uh, glamorized, like white with the wings and things like that, which is fine, which is fine. I think we talked a little bit about, um, uh, what's that movie? Uh, heart and souls where, um, they pass away and they hang around with Robert Downey Jr. And I think they imply heavily that the bus driver is like now an angel but uh, <laughs> but a lot of times they're either just no wings or yeah. they're very very fantastical and they just like push the envelope on it but there's really no connection to the to god and that's going to be like a key point of our discussion because we've talked about fallen angels and their role of not obeying god and how right. that c- completely yeah. changes their aspect um, and so let's talk about the words because uh, Zach, Zach, tell us what uh, what Hebrews think uh, angel is. Yeah. So there's two words in the Bible that are primarily when you see the word angel, it's usually translating one of these two words. If you see angel in the Old Testament, it's the Hebrew word malik. Or if you see it in the New Testament, which is translated from Greek, um, it's agalos. And uh, from what I could tell, they're very, very similar. Um, Malik means angel or messenger. So it really is kind of a job description. That's what Michael Heiser says all the time. He's like, angel's a job description. (laughs) But you see that word in uh, Daniel 3.28. Um, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. The four guys in the fire um, says that they saw a Malik in there. And then also in Genesis uh, 32, which is interestingly enough, um, these are humans in Genesis 32 Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's uh, Jacob and he's coming back from Laban and he's um, knows he's going to meet up with Esau on the way. Right. And he doesn't know if Esau is going to kill him or what. So he sends uh, two Malik or angels or messengers. He sends messengers, which are just yeah. human guys who work for him. He sends them ahead to go talk to Esau. I like the idea that they're messengers. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you, you have, you have punched that into our brains the past couple it's of the weeks. Same, it's the same word is all I'm saying. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but I will say this, I don't call Dwayne the rock Johnson a messenger when he does the <laughs> rock bottom and then does the people's elbow. Okay. He's just <laughs> delivering a message, you know, to his opponent. He's he's delivering a message that they are a bunch that, of jabronis. He, the, the message yeah. is is this is in fact what the what the rock is cooking. I mean, know yeah. your role and shut your mouth. Right. <laughs> message over. <laughs> Elbow <laughs> on your face. No, I no. So what I'm what I'm saying is um when you when you see things like uh, in Genesis when there's the the Jacob getting you know is it isn't it Genesis 32 where Jacob wrestles with the angel? No, that's before that. Oh, it's before that. Yeah, but that is also the same word, I believe. Okay, yeah. So So he wrestles with an angel there. That's clearly a supernatural being. But then later, he's just sending like two messengers, very mundane kind of point in the story. Yeah. But it's the same word, Malik. 
Yeah. So, um, so one of the things yeah. that that'll be interesting is because there are so many times in the scriptures when angels are specifically sent to send messages, like yeah. the angel that sends a message to Joseph about Mary. And, right. Yep. Uh, yep. So many, I mean, you know, there's, you know, angels show up and they say, Hey, God wants you to know this, chill out or get upset depending mm-hmm. on what the situation is. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so one of the things that we kind of chronicled here are some of the aspects that we have kind of like seen in media and stuff, um, you know, things like, you know, the wings and yada, yada, yada. They they can perform miracles and touch you and make you feel good and connect you with your family again, all this stuff. In a lot of movies, and I'm excited to kind of talk about this a little bit, in a lot of movies, they are people who've passed on. Right. And people and people even say that like that's an important distinction. Like, well, you know, they passed away, so God must have just needed them to be an angel. See, you know, and one and one of those things that your relative is definitely an angel. That phrasing bothers me so Oh yeah, it's a terrible thing to say. (laughs) If somebody just lost a loved one or a parent or something, it's like, well, God just needed an angel. (laughs) So yes. Not on not on not on does that imply that God desires for you to be in pain. Yeah, but it also right. implies that 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 well, the fact that it is theologically completely incorrect. This idea that angels are things that we become when we die. Now, now, now is it possible that we could become a messenger? Yes, but that never seems to be this, the way that we we don't ever really see that in scripture mm-hmm. so, at all. So that, that 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 is not the roles that we were ever we being told to be that we're given yeah. when that this time comes. So. I believe. I believe that the way that this came about, and we'll talk more about it, we'll come back to the scripture, but in several scriptures, they talk about how God sends his angels to like protect you. Yeah. And then that started this idea of the guardian angel. Yeah. And so then you start to like, so I, you know, my dad passed away when I was 10 and I remember people being like, Oh, well your dad's watching over you now. He's your guardian angel. And I would say like, "Mm, I hope not. I hope he's like happy and in heaven and stuff. He shouldn't be worrying about me. Mm. Like, you should move on, you know? I'm doing fine, Dad. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, me. I wondered about that because uh, some of my cousins would say that they thought um, that our grandpa was, like, haunting a house or whatever. Sure. And I'm like, I hope not. I really don't. I, well, I why would I want that. him to be stuck in Ohio? And we've talked about... Go- <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. We've talked about... Of all places. Right. Why Ohio? <laughs> we've talked about ghosts a lot. I mean, we've we, we really... We, we should probably... I mean... There's so many episodes we could still do on yeah. ghosts. I mean, we still have only scratched the surface, but um, I will just say this. I, I don't really believe that a person who passes away becomes a guardian angel. It's just not in the cards, not in the Bible. Yeah, it's but, not scriptural. But in one of the, in the, some of the scriptures, it talks about God sending angels to not only like do wrathful mm-hmm. things, but also to guard and protect certain people, yeah. guide people, um, you know, in Daniel. And then Psalm Psalm 91, 11, it says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And so one of the big, or, you know, uh, guard you in the ways you shall go uh, is another, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call that? Not interpretation, uh, yeah. but a uh, type yeah. of NIV versus KGV. What's right. The, what's the word I'm thinking of? Translation. Translation. Thank yeah. you. Gosh, I'm having a brain fart tonight. So anyway, um, yeah, so we have kind of collected all this, like our, a bunch of good scriptures mm-hmm. that talk about angels and kind of put together a list of the aspects of angels because we've already done this with the sons of God and the Nephilim. So it's angels turn. Yeah. 
So do you want to look through some of these in scripture and then we can kind of oh, talk yeah. a bit about our, our findings there at the end? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. So, yeah, um, buddy. You've listed a bunch of uh, stuff from the Old Testament. I added a few extra. Cool. Um, we've already really touched on Genesis 31, 32, and then 48, uh, the same yeah. person comes back. I thought it was interesting. I just want to bring up something you just said. Um, you talked about he will command his angels concerning you. I think that's in um, Psalm, right? Psalm 91, 11. Psalm 91, 11. So it's the same one uh, about like, um, you know, let me read it real fast. Psalm, Psalm 91. 91. Just read the whole thing. It's pretty good. Psalm 91. I got to scroll all the way back here, but that's fine. Psalm 91. Yeah. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers under his wings. You will find refuge. I'm going to skip down to the, he will command his angels part. Okay. Um, down in verse 10, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. What's funny about that is this scripture is mentioned in the new Testament. Do you know where? Not off the top of my head. No. When Jesus is being tempted by the devil, he says, throw yourself off this roof for it is written. And he quotes the Psalm. He will command his angels concerning you. Oh yeah, that's true. You're right. It does and, it. and it also says in verse 12, I should have known that of the Psalm. It says they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So Satan was like taking, um, this little bit out of context. Right. And, but Jesus gets him back with like, no, I'm not going to put the word to the test. It's Satan's job to <laughs> yeah. twist it, to twist yeah, yeah. the scripture. So it's interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, you have angels. I just think it's really interesting that angels come into play here as the thing that God is like commanding to right. help us, mm-hmm. you know, and even Satan wants to twist that concept. I mean, so, it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting too. Yeah. So we have a, uh, so the first one you put down is Genesis 16, uh, comfort, uh, when uh, comforting uh, Hagar, an angel comforts Hagar and protects uh, Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah. 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 So I just read through Genesis recently. Oh, that's, um, well, that's a good book to read through. And I thought it was really interesting um, how much time Genesis actually spends with Hagar and Ishmael, even though they're like, you know, she was the, um, the mistress of Abraham when right. they wanted us a um a son but uh sarah wasn't able to have one abraham um goes off and tries to have a son with hagar and he has ishmael um but god still cares for hagar and ishmael because they like cry out to him right and so that's uh in starting in verse seven we're talking about the angel so abraham sent tries to send um hagar away because she's getting into trouble with Sarah and there's like a bad dynamic happening there. Um, but it says the angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur, And he said, Hagar slave of Sarai, where have you come from? Where are you going? Where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> That's like the same thing. I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. She answered, The angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael for the Lord has heard of your misery. So the angels are 
working for God to take care of Hagar and Ishmael. And even though Ishmael's not Isaac, he's not the one that's like the promised child that Abraham was supposed to have, God still blesses Ishmael and makes him the father of a great nation. Right. Well, see, this is one of those... Historically, we often will say that that is where a lot of the more the Muslim descendants originate from, but that... They consider their lineage as being traced back to Ishmael rather than... Although there's, there's not a lot of... Actual evidence, I don't think, to support that, or is there? I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Think I just there know is. that it's in the Quran. Sure. Um, but I used to think that that was like a huge um, sticking point with them. Like they would like you know fight you over it almost. But they, oh, they yeah. actually, um, when I actually heard from Muslims about this recently, uh, they were more like, yeah, some people say it's Isaac, some people say it's Ishmael. So they're a bit more. Congenial about it than you might think. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. And this is one of those, what we'll probably get into in a different episode, but this is one of those angel of the Lord situations. That's true. It says the angel of the Lord. That might be a specific angel depending on how you look at it. We're going to, we'll talk about that soon, but we're, we're going through all the different times it says angel and different times angels interact. So there's also, um, uh, I think, uh, in, uh, Genesis 18, the Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees Yes. While he was at the entrance of his tent, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He Isn't said, it interesting that he said it says the Lord appeared to Abraham, and then the next sentence it says he three, saw three men. Three men. Yeah. If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest yeah. under his, this tree. Let me give, let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way. Now that you have come to your servant, very well, they, they answered as do as you say. So Abraham hurried to the tent to Sarah, quick, find the, get the, uh, get three seas of fine flour and knead and bake some bread. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we could, this is a whole long story, but the, but you're right. Later on, down in verse 10, it says, Then the Lord said, I will surely return yeah. to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And what's interesting is, like you said, it's three angels there. Um, so the, And it's interchanging, like, between Lord and the three men, three visitors. That's right. And so, yeah. I wa- like, again, you know, we'll talk about this as we go, but whether or not angels are representing the Lord. Yeah. The Lord is speaking through them. Yeah. Or if they themselves are a certain type of angel that, you know, can be called an angel mm-hmm. of the Lord. Because we think of the phrase angel of the Lord. What are we talking about? Is that is that the Lord or is that just something of the are Lord? Are they angels belonging to the Lord? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So anyway, and those, those three angels stick around for a while because they deliver that message to Abraham. Right. And then um, Abraham kind of pleads on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. Then the angels go to Lot, and they're there to help Lot and his family leave when Sodom and Gomorrah get destru- destroyed. Two very, <laughs> you know? uh, appar- yeah. two very uh, apparently very uh, attractive <laughs> angels. It's two of them, though, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. another thing that's weird. Is a chapter later, you don't know if it's like two out of the three, or if it's different visitors or not. Yeah, no, it's not, like it's not very clear. <laughs> um. So, at least. Elite, so we'll get into this, but at least a few angels have names. 
Right. Which is where we get these like archangel type uh, scenarios, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But a lot of times it's indistinct. It just says an angel or a man that the see, like uh, when we get to Genesis 32 with Jacob wrestling, uh, we find out that he's referred to as a man at first, I think, Hmm. from what I remember. Uh, So, like, I'll read uh, that night. Jacob got up and took his two wives to the mid servants. And after he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Yeah. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched. Um, then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. So he, the man, as they use that word is talking to Jacob. Jacob is like still fighting him, which is awesome. And he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man asked, what is your name? Jacob said, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God Mm -hmm. and with men and over and have overcome. But Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel. Um, It is in saying it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. So you wonder if like Jacob knew who he was wrestling with or not, because it does say a man appeared to him, Mm -hmm. but it only later identifies them as an angel. It kind of reminds me of um, there's this verse Hebrews 13 two that says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by so doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See that that'll come into play later. That one too, song we, entertaining angels. Oh yes. Classic <laughs> newsboys right there. <laughs> that'll come into play later when we talk about like aspects of angels. Cause I think one of the aspects that people maybe have both thought as a thing and not thought as a thing is the idea that angels are like sitting near you watching yeah. what you're doing. So people are like, Oh, of course they are. You know, when you're mm-hmm. not a Christian, then when you become a Christian, you're like, that's, that's weird. That's like a, <laughs> a that's like a thing from TV, but it's like both, you know, the, the concept is based in truth. So that'll you be, might, yeah, you might entertain them without knowing it. That's right. And there's, <laughs> there is, there is a multitude of scriptures in Daniel. We know. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially ones about the archangels, Gabriel and Michael, or a, a higher level of angel. We don't use the word archangels, but, um, uh, but yeah. So what about the new Testament, Zach? Um, yeah, I think, um, there's a whole lot more than what we listed here. So I'm kind of thinking about that, but, um, obviously, obviously angels in, uh, the gospels of Luke and Matthew. Absolutely. There's an angel that showed up to Mary and an angel that showed up to Joseph. I think there's even an angel that showed up to Zechariah and Elizabeth. Uh, Zechariah, I believe so because, uh, he was, because because he he was silent. Yeah. Yes. He 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 didn't believe silenced. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So it's, he, the angel showed up to Zechariah knowing that um, John the Baptist will be born. Zechariah didn't believe them. And then he said, well, then your voice is going to be taken from you. Right. And then he couldn't speak. Yes. So. <laughs> I mean, that's true. And yeah. see, and what's interesting is we, we may have to do another episode about this because there are so many different words used to describe what angels are, uh, especially like seraphim and uh, Elohim and, um, sons of God and the host and everything else. Yeah. So there's like other scriptures, like in Isaiah, there's a scripture about, um, uh, let me see if I can't find it. The seraphs uh, were standing above him. Each had six right. wings. So the seraphim. Yeah. And then, so there's also like creatures that don't really seem to be human 
and you wonder like are they a different right breed <laughs> of, of yeah, spiritual being? I mean there's yeah. no way to know um I mean it's there's those ones that are all eyes in revelation um yeah, yeah that one's really strange yeah so, but but here's some here's some things that we know here's some things that we know angels are fully like uh, we're talking about angels not fallen angels not demons not uh different stuff. We're talking about the word angels that's used in the scripture yeah. is loyal to the Lord. We know yeah. that they, they are in the service of God. Yeah. They sometimes appear as an aspect of God, but in all of those ways that they appear, they are doing the will or the work of God. We know that yeah. for, for sure. That is a, absolutely, that's a thing yeah. we cannot dispute. So if you go throughout the, the Bible, even if you see the word angel, if they're doing right. something wrong, they are not this type of angel. It's like when in Revelation, he says, like, uh, there's a place reserved in hell for Satan and his angels. Yeah. That's not an angel. That is a fallen angel. It's uh, Basically, you can call it yeah. a demon or you can call it something else. Yeah. I think that and the question that we keep driving back to is, are all these spiritual beings the same species they have to be but because they, they all came yeah. from god they and all, they're all divine. they all were created well, from god well they, they, all, they all, yeah. were created from god but so are we and we so recognize we. that we're not the same species that's exactly true but the the difference being that um and so somebody made this point to me again i think i mentioned it uh in the nephilim episode maybe but uh, apparently some people believe that the phrase sons of god applies to anything directly created by god not as a byproduct of oh, right. yeah, marriage. And that's interesting because it talks about the spiritual beings, the divine council, the angels and stuff. They are all things that can be called sons of God. Right. And there's one human, aside from Jesus, that's called son of God, and that's Adam. Adam. Yeah. And they call him the son of God. And the reason yeah. they may do that is because he was directly created yeah, by, by God. But I don't, but again, we, yes. that's, this is, I think that's a semantics. Yeah, that's maybe. interesting logic behind, um, right. Like where, but it, it kind of checks out though. But <laughs> I think that, what, but, yeah. but what I think I uh, was getting to before, I think you're absolutely right, Zach. And we've all maybe yeah. agreed on this in our own way, but I think you're right. They are all made up of the same thing. Did God have create this, like a different animal? and call it an angel and a different animal and call it a demon or are they the sons of God, but they have different jobs. Well, like you know? in my opinion, I think <laughs> yeah. that what, what it comes down to is their nature. Yeah. So what do they do? What is their goal? What is their purpose? Mm -hmm. And so when we talked about uh, the sons of God, the first episode, we kind of gave the broad spectrum look at it because there were some that fell away. Yeah. Right. There were some that were still loyal and were counsels uh, of, of God, of, of, the God, you know, of the father. But then, uh, when we talked about the Nephilim, uh, we were talking specifically about the product of fallen, right? Yeah. Fallen God, mm -hmm. sons of God, maybe. And then, uh, or, you know, cause that's still in dispute, but this, what we're going to be discussing today is exclusively the angels that serve the Lord as he was yeah, meant to be right. served. Yeah. And when we get yeah. into potential other episodes, like we're, we're going to be talking about demons next time. Those may be the exact same makeup as a an angel. Yeah. The maybe the angel of the Lord and the arch, archangel Michael or whatever, or the uh, one who gave the message to Joseph about Mary have the exact same makeup as Satan himself. We mm -hmm. uh, could be because. Yeah. For all we know, yeah. God created them and said, you guys also have free will. And they said, well, this is right. my nature. I'm right. going to just reject you. Yeah. What what we know is that God. Yahweh is completely unique. 
the Godhead. Well, well yeah, of yeah. course, right. He's so, the only one that is like there is completely, no, like there's no disputing that. Yeah. So, so yeah. God has so, to take the form of something to even relate. Yeah. Which he took a form as a human. He's taken a form of yeah. an angel before the angel of the Lord. He's taking the form of that. a bush, of a pillar. A fire, oh, yeah, uh, a cloud. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So okay. So uh, back cool. to back to aspects here. So the first, like I said, the first thing we can know for sure is that angel, the angels we are discussing, not fallen angels, not sons of God, specifically mm-hmm. the messenger yeah. style uh, soldier angel. I guess you could say yeah. um, is a has unwavering loyalty and is doing the work of the Lord. They're servants. Yeah. They're sure. servants. Which, I mean, yeah. Look at Matthew four after Jesus is tempted in the desert. It says that there were angels that attended to him. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Did they yeah. give, they is do. that the people who gave him food or was that something else? Am I thinking of something? Else? I don't know if it says they gave them food or not. Yes. But, but, uh, but they attended to him. Yes. After which was in the desert I, for 40 I, days. I think a lot of people yeah. assume that because when you're in the desert, 40 days, he fasted that time. Yes. He was very and hungry. So says. Hungry and needed water, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. um, so I, I, most people assume that that's part of the attending process. All right. it says, all it says is then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. So. Right. Yeah. I, I would assume. You can well, imagine that. Here's some real bread, not not rocks. <laughs> you can uh, <laughs> eat this. <laughs> so uh, maybe God's like, now that you're not testing me, here's some uh, rock bread. Here, have this. <laughs> you you made you made the right choice there. So I will say also that we we can know this for sure that there are different levels. I think based on both the Sons of okay. God episode, there yeah. are different like. Uh, both different duties of importance, like influence, and 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 lower uh, duties like just delivering one message. Uh, well, I, I think there could be some credibility to that. For example, Michael is really the only, uh, and Gabriel are the only two angels that we really ever receive a name for. That's they're, true. They're, yeah. Well, Satan technically has a name, but you're right; he's not an angel. Angel, he is a yes, fallen the, the, angel. The, yes. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that one in the future one. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, is it? Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. This isn't in our notes, but isn't it an angel that just comes to uh, Ananias and says, "Hey, go to uh, Saul and like tell him." Yeah. Well, yeah. that that, that was a dream, but I don't know if it was or, or if it was. I don't know if I can. It's hard to find stuff in Acts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ananias. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Acts. I think it's Acts nine. Ananias of Damascus. So it's. We'll, we'll find out in a minute because he's only mentioned like for a second. Um, it says here, let me see. Now there was a certain disciple. Oh, Acts 9, 10. Maybe. And the, Lord, and the Lord said to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, what I was saying. It's more like a vision. Of, it was a of, vision. It wasn't exactly an angel. Okay. That's good. Yeah. See, um, I mean, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're still, uh, we're still not like, a, I'm not, of the three of us, I am the least likely person to go. This specific scripture has this, in it. <laughs> uh, but I can't be like. Yeah. I remember a vague thing. What do you think about all the angels in Revelation? There was like a whole bunch that we. Okay. Yes, so the, 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 this is this is probably one of the greatest yeah. uh, single largest collection of angels in any single book. They all right. have very specific duties, like there's yep. horn angels. Yes. There are angels yeah. the in scrolls. charge of the plagues, yeah. the scrolls. Yeah. Yes, the the, the bowls. I think it's interesting if you read all of Revelation 2 and 3, it's the letters to the different churches. Oh, yes. And so God always says to each church, like, here's what you do good. Here's what I have against you or whatever. Yep. But it starts each. There's seven letters. They're very short. And each one starts with to the angel of the church in 
So it's like to the angel of the church in Ephesus, I write, you know. And um, so does that mean that there is a messenger um, that is being sent and there's seven of them to each church? Or are these angels that are like over each church? Uh, influential, yeah, like a, maybe a son, sons of God sure. kind of or, situation. Yeah. Or, or is it possible, is it possible that um, that that term was used more as the job description, like we briefly yeah, spoke about. It, it could have even been a, 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 a human. A, yeah, a, yeah, a human, and that was their yeah. role, was to be the messenger. They received messages and sought out messages, delivered messages to other churches yeah. as they communicated back and forth. I bring that up because of the, the somewhat ambiguity of it. You know, and there's of course a lot of ambiguities in Revelation. And <laughs> so, highly if, metaphorical. If you were going to write to a yeah. church, you're going to want that letter to go to the messenger, so it gets to the church. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just flipping to flipping to a random place in Revelation because they're just in <laughs> all in it. Yeah. So here, the fall of Babylon is. Uh, they talk about the fall of what Babylon chapter? in chapter uh, 18. Okay. So I'll just start in verse one. We'll After this, I saw another angel coming down. So we've already talked about a bunch. Uh, the angel, so there's like angels that bring about the different aspects plagues. and the plagues and yeah. the different wraths of God. So it says another yeah. angel came down from heaven. He had great authority, authority. and the so earth was il- illuminated by his splendor. So this sounds like a very, very like important angel. Yeah. And with a mighty voice, he shouted, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a home for demons, which we'll talk about next time, and a haunt for every evil spirit, which is also technically demons, a haunt for every unclean and detestable bird. Well, that's not very nice for all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. So this is a guy basically condemning Babylon. Mm -hmm. And so, but, but it is an angel giving all authority to condemn them. Yeah. Not, it's not just a angel on their own. It's been given the authority. He, he has been given the authority from God to, to lay down this, uh, this kind of, blanket statement about Babylon. And so that's, just, I just, I literally just openly yeah. randomly turned to a revelation. You should page. check out revelation 12. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Revelations 12 is a little weird. Yeah. The, the dragon one. There's the woman and the dragon. So there's this dragon and the dragon is now, chasing after this woman. Now, not to get too yeah. far down a rabbit hole, but in, in, as far as I can tell, it is actually relatively straightforward that the woman is meant to represent Israel. Yeah, because it it, it talks about I, the, I, the, the the twelve yeah. stars surrounding her. Out of her comes a man who a, a child who is swept up to heaven. Obviously meant to be representative of Christ. The dragon tries to consume him, but is not able to. Similar yeah. to Satan yeah, trying obviously. to tempt Jesus. There, there, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of synonyms, uh, a lot of symbolism here that seems very apparent to Israel. And then it's and then she is scattered into yeah. the wilderness. Um, similar to what has happened to the Jews throughout history. They have been scattered yeah. across the world. And, and arguably, like, this is only a few years, maybe 20 at the most, after um, Jerusalem has fallen. Am I getting, yeah. getting that right? Maybe it could be. I've heard a date of, like, maybe 120. I've heard and experts Is- Israel this stuff apart. And it's Jerusalem just fell in 71 70. or 70 AD. And uh, right so, around there. So this is maybe as late as, like, 120. So it's maybe You think it's even that late? It could be, or it could be like ninety. I've heard somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's not that long after Jerusalem fell, and Israel was scattered. But yeah, Revelation twelve has Michael fighting basically yeah. Satan, right? So Colin, you should read from like uh, seven. Yeah, seven, seven on. Yeah. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels, and his, so Michael has angels that fight with him. 
Yeah. yeah the, the, he's so, in charge so, of it. They are his angels. That's what I'm saying. Of. We need yeah. to we need to discuss this as an aspect of what angels are. So when it are. says Michael here, it's referencing Daniel, which also gives right. Michael as an angel. Right. Yeah. And so we have to assume that Michael may or may not be a very, very strong angel, may possibly even be a sons of God, if you want, or son of God, if you want to really get uh, nitpicky on it. We can't know, but uh, he's strong enough to fight Satan. Let's just say that he's a pretty strong angel. Right. So not alone, he does have angels, but but the dragon, aka Satan, also has angels. But um, and they fought back, and, and yeah, but Satan wasn't strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. So if that is the imagery we are to believe is why Satan and, and possible demons are on earth and are creating spiritual warfare issues for the people of earth, that is an interesting um, situation. Isn't it? <laughs> because oh, yes. Basically, uh, Michael, the archangel, uh, saw Satan as a volleyball and spiked him <laughs> <laughs> down to her. Yeah. So yeah. also like the symbolism is awesome. Like it talks about the dragon and it says it's tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and yep. flung them to the earth. Yep. And often, which, which we'll talk more yeah, about next time. Sometimes depending on how you interpret it, um, a star can be a symbol for, a son of God, like right. a, a spiritual being living in the hev- a heavenly being. Mm-hmm. So like, is this saying that this conflict took heavenly beings like out of the heavens? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's Very pretty wild. Yeah. So we'll see. The other thing too, is that kind of authority of, cause you got to think about it. Um, you know, we've talked in the past when we talked about hell, we talked about how a lot of people believed it was like Satan versus God. They're mm-hmm. on equal footing for the the fate of the world. Uh-huh. But, this whole dualist idea. Which is not yeah. really true. But no, no, it does not. it does show here in, in, in Revelation 12 that there was a war, if mm-hmm. you can quotation yeah. that. And he and God doesn't even need to fight this war. He sends a strong true strong angel and, yeah. and a and a yeah. party, and they and they defeat Satan handedly. They knock all the angels sure. down mm-hmm. to earth. Now the interesting part about that is if you think about the idea that God we've already discussed has different, um, different uh, uh, jobs for different angels and different levels or different authorities or whatever you want to want to say. Um, it does give credence to the idea that Michael may be the, the angel with the flaming sword. Maybe, I mean, maybe there is some validity to this idea that he is like the warrior angel. I mean, sure. Yeah. Well, well, this is the only depiction we ever really see him in is in more of a warrior well, state. Right? Well, we have, yeah. well, we have Daniel as well, but Daniel uh, also in describes Daniel, him he... as fighting a different thing. Right. A, right. Another the thing prince that's of Persia, the, the, the prince of Persia, which so, you can so once again, the, also could be a spiritual being. Uh, yeah. If you want to. So, so, so once yeah. again, we see this more warrior state yeah. as, as the only depiction yeah. we seem to have. Right. Of him. Right. Right. So it's, it's he's maybe got, not as crazy as this. He's got a hundred in one handed combat, a hundred and two handed yep. combat. That's true. 
If, if we're like, talking D and D terms, yeah. he's definitely got a strength of like twenty two. Yeah. So his modifier is like a plus six. Barba- he's like a barbarian or maybe a fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the <laughs> and we he's got people. great weapon mastery <laughs> feet, so that he can do extra damage. Or with a his paladin, maybe. So, so the other thing is, like you said, Bob. You know, if he's if he's depicted this way, and they, I want to talk about archangels for a minute because I want to get people a chance to understand this concept and okay. where it comes from. So you want to go down to yeah? What is I did an a little archangel? since we're on the subject of Michael. I think it'd be important important for us to at least talk we about can do it. that as the first question so what is an archangel so uh I, I i made it arc space angel but apparently it's just one word archangel um but uh so the first couple of scriptures that i found that i thought were really interesting are all in daniel but they describe both gabriel and michael so i'm gonna read okay. you guys some stuff about these two different guys so daniel eight sixteen says uh, starting in verse 16 says, and I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli and it called, it called quotation, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood and where he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, understand, O son of man, that the vision is for the time of the end. And the reason why it's written this way, I believe, is to sort of depict that God tells Gabriel to help Daniel understand. Sure. So in the book of Enoch, uh, which we don't really consider canonized, but does offer some interesting uh, imagery, Mm -hmm. Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, and and I believe another one. Donatello. No, that'd be funny. Uh, but they are they are kind of they have been given names in a little bit more detail. Uh, but one of the things that's interesting is that Gabriel seems to take the form of like an interpreter or like a diplomat of some kind. Some he he basically helps the humans understand the messages or visions of God. Hmm. But Michael is seen as more of the warrior, and so. Um, in verse uh, two, let me see. I actually don't. I think this is also Daniel, but let me make sure. Might be Daniel eight twelve. But I'm gonna I'm gonna look and see. Then he said to me, "Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard." And I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what it is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for the days yet to come. And so Michael is depicted... Uh, there and they use this language like prince and king yeah. of Persia, but this is in a vision to him. And I believe, I, I honestly do believe that this is language used to help Daniel understand because I'm mm. not, I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure Daniel would understand something well, like the, maybe the word Elohim might go over his head or something. But um, the word prince, if you look up the, the Hebrew does imply based on my research that they are talking about, spiritual influences yeah the princes it's kind of like uh it's uh parallel to what paul is talking about when he says like we battle against the authorities and the powers he's talking about 
the principalities, right. which are the um, the sons of God that were bad and ended up influencing nations. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, there's enough of a reference there for us to at least get our foot in the door mm-hmm. of the idea. So princes. But this is, but maybe we can take it all the way back to Sons of it's God. It's not this just is, like a, a video game, Prince of Persia. No, it's absolutely, right. or the terrible uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Gyllenhaal movie, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, listen, I forgive you for Prince of Persia. <laughs> all right, I still like you. I still think you're a good guy. Just wanted to let you know. All right, so. But then, so then we we move on to verse I believe it's twenty and twenty one of Daniel uh, chapter eight, and I think it says, "Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come. Hmm. But I will tell you what is inscribed in the book of truth: There is none who contends by my side against these except Michael, your prince. So." God is describing Michael as like the strongest potentially. Mm -hmm. I think that if I can be bold, this is a theory. I think that God was like, I need somebody who is on equal footing with these other like princes or fallen hosts, whatever you want to say. And he's like, so none of them can fight against them except for Michael. I, I think the Jewish people would have understood that as well, because yeah. th- this actually gets referenced later on in, this, in the scriptures as well. Right. And the book of Jude, um, he, he comes up again. It does. And, Go ahead, Bob. Um, yeah. In, in, in the in the chapter one there um, of Jude, it talks uh, specifically about um, uh, he's, he's speaking about the judgment that's going to come on the false on the false teachers. And he uses this analogy and it kind of interrupts his own statements by and uses his analogy. He says, yet in the same way, these dreamers also defile the flesh, reject authority and slander the glorious one. But when the archangel Michael contended with the devil and disputed about the body of Moses, he did not dare bring a condemnation of slander against him or blasphemy against him, but said, the Lord rebuke you. But these people slander whatever they do not understand. And they are destroyed by those things. Hmm. And so once again, moving back, he's like, look, when the archangel Michael actually contended with the devil, there wasn't even slander here. But you right. guys are so bold or so ridiculous right. that you're going to slander whatever you don't understand whenever possible. Right. Not even the devil does this type of garbage. So um, <laughs> it's kind of harsh language. In the, and it's really kind of and Michael here is used kind of more as a side point more so than right. anything else. But the point is, he brings it up as a, as a sense because the people would have understood it and understood the yeah, significance right. of that. Oh, and so those uh, scriptures about uh, Michael, I, I was uh, I misspoke. It was actually Daniel chapter ten, not chapter eight. Um, but uh, that's, gotcha. it's fine. I'm sure that the people yeah. who are listening will probably be able to figure that out. But um, but yeah. So no, we already we already now have a few descriptions of the same character, Michael, and, Absolutely. and then Gabriel is also joined in in Daniel. Um, and of course, after reading Revelation, we understand that there are angels of immense power. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what I have to wonder is, uh, what correlation do they have in the pecking order of angels? Considering that Satan has angel underlings. Yep. Michael has angel underlings. Mm-hmm. So then there is the, see, this is where I think there's still a differentiation between sons of God and Michael. Because... After reading that scripture again just now, I'm starting to think there were probably sons of God, but then God specifically made an angel like Michael to be a like fallen sons of God fighter. And then, of course, yeah. Satan being a fallen angel makes sense that he I mean, in, I don't know. I'm 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 I'm. 
and I don't mean to just. No, I mean, go ahead, go contend. ahead. Just, this I, is just me throwing out sure, stuff now yeah. that I've reread it. So, I mean, I, I, I do think that that Michael, I, I don't know, I tend to view that in this viewpoint where we talk previously about the sons of God, these these creatures, these beings of great authority that yeah. that, that are that are part yeah. of God's counsel. I can easily see Michael being there on that, which might be why he's been entrusted you're with like, this he's like, role. He's got multiple roles to play besides just fighting. That's what you're saying. Well, uh, yeah. just he's on the council. Is who's going to who are you going to have? But your greatest general. That's true. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I, I, but once again, that's a very 21st century American you're, perspective yeah. you're, on that analogy. You're on the council, but we don't grant you the rank of master. <laughs> it's not <laughs> fair. It's not fair. I'm ready for the trials. <laughs> they don't understand. <laughs> Our so, masters yeah. see more faults cool. in us than we would like. Yeah, but 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 I don't know, Colin. I mean, th- th- there's not a lot here there to really say one way or the other. That's, that's why so, it's so, dangerous. So, that's yes. why it's a dangerous uh, precedent to to just make assumptions. Yeah. yeah, these are really cool story devices yeah. with great imagery that has been painted over history, historical time, uh, throughout throughout. Uh, every maybe a a lot of European culture and others. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of makes you really fascinated with like learning, like where's the basis for this? But we're finding out that the scriptures, um, they do name Michael, but the, they're unclear in a lot of ways, like what his, what his authority is in totality. Uh, but, but, but it does give specific authority, uh, in terms of revelation when it says like this angel specifically, and we know that revelation, references like Daniel and Ezekiel that's like mo- largely right. its basis sure. right yeah and so, so anytime that a anytime in the scriptures when somebody Jesus says that as well i have been given all authority in this or i have been given the authority in that then we kind of get a prettier picture of that yeah. uh so i will just say that what is an archangel this is what they're talking about and because of the book of enoch giving such a more descriptive account with names yeah. and specific things. Uh, the Catholic church, which Zach was informing me of a little earlier, uh, kind of has this account that they keep sort of in their own, you know, Vatican. Well, I mean, well, no, it's just within the, if you get a Catholic version of the Bible, like a revised standard version or something, oh, okay. it will have the Apocrypha. In yeah. It. I've never I mean, seen a Bible with the Apocrypha, but yeah, okay. they're they're not actually that yeah. uncommon. But is is, yeah. is is Enoch part of that? I'm not really sure if it's part of yeah, the Catholic I, recognized. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think that they one might is. they might just have um like the Maccabees and the yeah. stuff like that. The ones right. that are more of like the Jewish history books. Right, right. Uh, that's like where the story of Hanukkah comes from right. and stuff. But um, Enoch and the Book of the Giants and some of those other ones existed within uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And so mm. we actually found them. And so like there is debate on whether those sure. are even considered apocrypha or not. But so, they but, they are writings that um, Jewish people during the time of Jesus knew about. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I think it is important to also note that we, we, we read this last time. And but uh, and so we had like yeah. these thousands of feet tall giants. And, and right. It, and it's all, but it's, it's also important to note that to the Jewish people, it was more about the imagery than it was the exact um, sciences, yes. so to speak. <laughs> so, so, so e- e- even, even if there is truth in there about these giants creatures, yeah. um, although we don't necessarily recognize it as part of our canon, um, once again, Jesus referenced it from time to time. Um, but the point it, is, is that they were, they, they existed evil. and they were tall yeah. 
and yeah. and, and there was there was They're a the lot of control. Yeah. yeah yes. Yes. So it, I'll, the, the, the exact size yeah. makes it. You're like, okay, well, that doesn't actually make sense at all. But the point wasn't the size. The point was the right. imagery. Yeah. So so again, uh, and and we don't need to focus too hard on Enoch, but. Um, and then it just says in uh, chapter nine of Enoch, uh, book, uh, one Enoch or whatever you want to say. Um, and then Michael, Ariel, Raphael, and Gabriel looked down from heaven and saw much bloodshed being shed mm. upon the earth and all the lawlessness being wrought upon the earth. And they said to one another, the earth made without inhabitant cries the voice of they're crying up to the gates of heaven. And now to you, the holy ones of heaven, the souls of men make their sweet suit saying, bring our cause before the most high. So I guess it's like Enoch sort of depicts them as being like independent and making up their own mind about stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. which, you know, kind of it's makes kind of me... like uh, the Lion King one and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like yeah. behind the scenes of Timon and Pumbaa during but it goes alongside the Lion King. Right. So. so a few a few yeah. last questions before we wrap up here. Yeah. Zach, you put, do we become angels when we die? And I know that you want to make this almost its own episode for another time, right? Because we're going to be talking about what, what happens to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, one of the things that we could talk about is humanity as a spiritual being because we have a spiritual side too. Absolutely. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a common misconception that when a person dies or when a person is in heaven, um, they're an angel. Um, but that's actually not biblical, right? Right, because like, Matthew 22 is the, yep. only, the only real source we have for that. Yeah, and in Matthew 22, the Sadducees are talking to Jesus. The Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection. Um, Which is and, an important point. Yeah, and yet they try <laughs> to get Jesus on this gotcha question like, if this woman was married to a whole bunch of different guys throughout her life, who's she going to be married to in the resurrection or in heaven? You know? And he's like, well, first of all, you guys don't believe in, in the resurrection. He's like, but um, no, we won't be married or given in marriage in heaven. We will be like the angels. So we will not be the angels, but I guess in some aspects we will have some of that spiritual nature yes but i've i've also kind of um which which is also an important part of our culture where when when marriage does take place and we say till death do us part it is it is it is that's an important aspect because of this idea that recognizing that the marriage contract will not exist beyond this realm it won't be what it was on earth that's what we can say for sure right yes um i've wondered about this passage too because of what i know about the institution of marriage at that time was basically about like property and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, when, when the Sadducees are asking Jesus, like whose wife is she going to be? They're like, who gets that possession of that woman you know, (laughs) in heaven? Well, heaven's not going to be like that, obviously. Um, That's a neat aspect too. But the whole, but the whole thing that they try and bank off of is like, see, there won't be man or woman genderless. Yeah. yeah. So, that so that's leads, the other question. Right. That leads yeah. to our another point, which was our angel sexless. And based on that scripture alone, which is what a lot of people seem to bank off of, uh, you yeah. really cannot get that conclusion. You really have to stretch. I think that's kind of stretching it. Yeah. I mean, now, they yeah. might be, um, part of the thing with Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Is that the men in the village see the two angels, two angels as super attractive. Yeah. But, we okay, and this is a very touchy subject, so I'm not going to go too far into this. But yeah. 
there is a level of sexual immorality happening in Sodom and Gomorrah, in Sodom and yeah. Gomorrah that takes its, right. takes its form in the form of them being attracted to the male angels. And not only like did the dudes in Sodom want to have sex with them. They also wanted, they also were, that's a form of abuse, you know, yeah. because yeah. you're supposed to like the idea there was that Sodom and Gomorrah was not hospitable to right. their guests. Right. And so, yeah, they can't think of anything more inhospitable. Right? I know. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Showing up and literally trying to be, raped. there's another, there's another thing about um, angels and, and genderlessness is you can go back to, um, if you think that angels might be sons of God, you can go back to Genesis six. They're and it says, them. it says that the sons of God came and they took human women as their wives. What's interesting about that is we might go, hold on, wait, I thought, um, I thought these spiritual beings couldn't marry because of what Jesus says. Well, it's, Jesus says they don't marry or are given in marriage in heaven. Yeah. But what ha- where the marriage took place was on, was earth. on earth. So they had and, to leave heaven. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, and then from them, they had offspring. Yeah. Which implies so that's that reproductivity. Yeah, ability. definitely. And so we have one last question, and I'll just go through it quick because I know we're running out of time. So I'll just say... Uh, the one question I put down was, do unseen angels help and aid us? And so there were like, you know, the suggestion mm-hmm. in media and other places that the guardian angels, guardian angels yeah. sitting on your shoulder or whatever. So here's here's the the final take on that is straight out of the scripture. And it's Hebrews chapter one, verse 13 says, uh, starting in verse 13 says, and to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? And then verse 14 says, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? So what the point he's making uh, is that angels aren't sent out to like make people live terrible lives and make your enemies like, but they will uh, help and protect you for the time when you are into to inherit salvation. And then in verse uh, we've already read through Psalm 91 11 says, for he will command his angels concerning you and guard yeah. you in the way in all of your ways. And also in, you know, the temptation mm-hmm. on the desert. But essentially what we're getting here is that God does on many occasions command his angels yeah. to come to your side and to guide you. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, unseen or, or, you know, yeah. in some parts of the scripture, they are seen because they're, clearly giving messages yeah, to sure. influential people. But a lot of times, uh, you know, based on what I'm kind of uh, leaning somewhere I, w- I didn't expect to lean over this course of these stuff, but I think that there is a palpable influence power that these beings have. Of course we knew that yeah. we already knew that about like demons and stuff, but now I'm starting to think like maybe the angels have like the same kind of thing. And yeah, uh, and it's, it's, it's not absolute, form of, not absolute power. No, no, that could, that can only belong to God, but abilities nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. That's so helping so, guide you. Yeah. That's, I want to make one more point about that. Yeah. Um, about, I think obvious, I think that, um, where Hebrew says ministering spirits, I think that's a really good word to use because yeah. they are servants of God above everything else. Right. So I wanted to just make the, the last point that, um, we can't like, work to like conjure up angels to like make them do what we want no. or whatever yep. no. that they, has, they are not a vending machine for our for our will that is a more common like mindset than you might think mm-hmm. there are people out there that are like i just want these angels to come like help me do stuff or whatever right um it but it says so, so, such as yeah. when dependent 
Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Psalm 91 may say, um, for he will command his angels concerning you, will guard, guard you in all your ways. Your foot will not strike the stone. But we saw that Jesus did not take the chance to put the Lord to the test there. Yeah, you're not supposed to. But the angels did minister him, to him after he withstood the devil right. when he was in need and in the desert. Mm-hmm. See, um, right, exactly. Yeah, so Paul says in Colossians 2.18, let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind. So there are and have been sometimes influences, even like within the church, that are like, let's focus on this angel stuff. Um, the oh, point yes. is... It's okay to study it. Um, Definitely super interesting. We want to dive in and know more about what's going on with all that. Sure. But uh, the main thing to keep in mind is that it's supposed to drive you to God and God alone. That's right. We'll we'll say that uh, years ago, um, uh, my bride had seen a a documentary, uh, so to speak, on one of like the Christian television channels. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat, it was kind of talking about angels. And it was, she's like, it was really neat. Well put together, well done. It seemed decently uh, biblically based. It really wasn't exaggerative in a lot of ways. And then they got to the point to where it's like, uh, we're kind of like almost an infomercial part of the show. It's like, well, you can call now and have your own guardian angel. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? And it felt, she felt like it kind of discredited the entire yeah. information being presented. <laughs> So, 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 because so there, there are people that are going to puff up and try to yeah. make more out of these angels than than what the they, Lord told me to get ten million dollars by the weekend. That's right. So, um, <laughs> so we've kind of went through a yep. lot of the different aspects of uh, angels. Uh, I will say that obviously their purpose is to serve the Lord, and one of the yeah. things they do to serve the Lord is to serve humanity in some regard, protect them, guide mm-hmm. them. Uh, but they at also, times, but, at times, but they also bring about. Revela- revelation, proclamation, uh, plague, uh, yes, the so- destruction through Sodom and Gomorrah, or the Prince of Persia. So we're just going. I mean, the things that we know for sure: they're loyal to God. They they do what God commands. They're servants of the Lord. Uh, they are uh, sometimes physical, but not all the, all the time. Uh, but they are of a spiritual and divine nature, like a spiritual being is. And um, yeah, that's about it. And the, that's the only difference <sighs> yeah. in nature between uh, you know. A lot of these guys is their willingness to serve the Lord without question. Yep. Here, here's where I'm disappointed. There were no wings. I know, right? There was no broad wings. That's true. Wings were not mentioned except for uh, the seraphim thing. Yes. The shadow yeah. of your wings. wings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, this one went on a little long, but I think it was important. It was a good conversation. Um, yeah, we just uh, thank you for sticking with us through the series. Next time we'll be getting a chance to talk about demons and Bob will kind of be taking a little bit of the lead. He, uh, we asked him to do a little little, bit. No, Bob, you're taking the lead. Just a little. We're backing off. (laughs) Me and Zach are backing off that one. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Bob is about demons. We are about angels. Me and Zach are. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We will, uh, catch you next time and God bless. Peace.